What's going on, guys? What is up, Mocha Maven? Yes. Man, can you believe it? We are back We're for here. another season. Yes. Season five. Already. That's wild. Like, where does the time go? That's a big time. That's yes. a big year. I want to say year, but it's really just like a season. Yeah. A quarter. Yeah. <laughs> we, <laughs> we do this, but it's big things happening for sure. For sure. <laughs> so for the Mocha Mavens, welcome back. Yes. We're glad that you've returned. Yes. For those who don't know us, I'm Jackie. And I'm Shawnee. And you are listening to and watching <laughs> the Mocha Message. Always gotta get that out. <laughs> yes. So, y'all, we are so excited to be back for season five. Um, we have so much content to, to give you guys. As you know, life has been lifing. Yes. Seems like for everybody, the world is just full of things that we can break down, discuss, work on, get through mm-hmm. on the podcast. So, yeah, season five is going to be a banger. We say that for every season, but we really have upped. You know, we we get better and better with time. Literally. Um, it's very exciting. Mm-hmm. You know, I know y'all probably wonder what the heck do y'all be doing <laughs> in the meantime on the off season. There's yeah. a lot of things that both Shawnee and I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that we've taken some time to do this year is to just dig in some dig into some really good books mm-hmm. um, by some black women authors, which makes me excited for the episode that we have yeah. for y'all today. Yeah. For sure. And before we even get to that, this season, we're super, super excited because we're doing something a little bit different for our intros. You know, we always try to bring you guys in with a laugh, uh, something interesting, pop culture. Well, this season, we want to really highlight local Atlanta businesses that are black owned. Yes. And yes, yes. they have the Mocha Maven seal of approval. Okay? Yes. We, yes. You know, we don't just get us out. Right. We've been to these places. <laughs> yes. You know, we've yes. had to see that, you know, they're they're legitimate. Exactly. They're great places that deserve a great review exactly. and great patronage. So yes. we're going to pass that off to y'all. For sure. And we're going to be in all sorts of industries. So restaurants, clothing items, thrift shops, plants, stores, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, candle making. Yeah, anything you can think of. So definitely stay tuned for each and every episode. At the beginning, we're going to shout out some of our favorite local Atlanta black owned spots. Yes. So for today's episode, we really want to give a special, special shout out to Omni Coffee and Eggs. Yes. So good. (laughs) So backstory, we actually did our like season five, like um think session rap session yeah, i guess yeah. you would call it at omni yes. and we went on a sunday mm-hmm. so peak brunch time in atlanta yeah um it's over there on the peter street area kind of close to the stadium close to like castleberry mm-hmm. area so we all know that parking at peter street is not awesome <laughs> <laughs> but worth it. Yes, but worth it. Luckily, especially like again, we went around what one p.m. Yeah, on a Sunday, so mm-hmm. we were able to find street parking. No big issue. Didn't have to pay. Um, 
give them some insight on the, the vibe. I'm excited. <laughs> All right. So um, think of this as a Renaissance themed coffee shop and breakfast spot. Now, mm-hmm. I know that Beyonce has reclaimed the she word has, Renaissance, but this is like the original Renaissance, mm-hmm. right? Um, we had a greeter who came in and was completely in character mm-hmm. from head to toe, um, down to just the language, greeted us as uh, your majesty, majesty yeah, yeah, your, your highness, all that. Um, which was really cool. But one of the parts that I loved the most was there was a saxophonist there. Yes. And he was playing the music in these Renaissance times, mm-hmm. but it, they were modern hits. Yeah. So if you watch Bridgerton, it's almost the same as like the way that they do the music on there, like modern hits, but they do it adapted to that time, mm-hmm. um, which was really nice. The manager was constantly floating. Yeah. Um, you know, checking on everyone, making sure everything's good, picking things up, mm-hmm. making sure people got their food on time. It was just really it, it was really good service. Yes. Which is the first thing that I appreciate. Exactly. About any restaurant or place of, you know. Patronage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. For sure. Um, and you know, y'all know me, foodie. Like, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the food. Let's talk about the coffee. So it's obviously um a brunch or breakfast type of spot. Mm-hmm. Um, they really take pride in having like quality source coffee beans. Now, me and Jackie, we really aren't coffee yeah. snobs. <laughs> like, we just we know what we like and we stick to it because yep. it tastes good. But the this place actually had really, really nice and like unique flavor offerings. Mm-hmm. So they had like sweet potato lattes. Yeah. They had like a biscuit. Yeah, you know, like a chai, like a really nice and unique chai tea. Um, so the drinks were actually very, very good. Yeah. Even for again, us who we just kind of I hate to say it, we stick to like Starbucks. <laughs> You know, something we know, like level coffee. Yeah, yeah. We don't really go too high on the the list for like quality with when it comes to coffee, but it was really, really good. And you could tell that it was quality coffee Mm -hmm. beans. Um, As far as the food, I did order a breakfast sandwich. Absolutely bomb. Like came out super fresh, very stacked. It was like a bacon, egg and cheese on like a croissant. Um, they even gave us some sample. Oh, yeah. Complimentary uh, beignets. beignets. Yeah, yeah. Man. So it's it's just a really, really nice place. Um, I heard about it from a friend who I believe knows the owners. So definitely check it out. Please go visit. Um, do your patronage. You can actually work there as we did. Mm-hmm. You can just go with your friends. Um, there was a birthday party yeah, going on. Two twin girls who probably know older than nine years yeah. old, and they had their crowns on. Yeah, no, nah, it's a really, really dope place. Yeah, it, it was nice. So, yeah, shout out to Omni Coffee and Eggs, Black Owned Spot. You guys yes, make yes. sure y'all take check it out. Tell them that the mobile message sent you. Yes, and yeah, look forward to our next episode where we're gonna get into even more locations just like this. Yes, indeed. <laughs> All right. So I know y'all probably wonder what takes y'all so long. Like, what, what are y'all doing in the off season that you're not just like right around the corner? Uh, right. Um, right. But Shawnee and I both have a lot of things, you know, that go on in our lives individually and collectively. Mm-hmm. Um, during the time where we're not recording, we're really just trying to build and work on self. We're living life. You guys have heard me say it before. Some of my favorite artists that you don't hear from from a long time. 
it's because they're out, they're living life, and then they have something to bring back to yeah, the people. Exactly. Um, which is pretty similar to what we do. And one of the things that we've been doing is digging into some books over yes. the summer. <laughs> some really, really like heavy hitters mm-hmm. from some black women authors. Yes. Um, and you know, I tap Shawnee, I'm like, hey, you wanna you wanna read some <laughs> books with me? Of course. <laughs> which just started a mini uh, book club yes. between the two of us and another friend. Um, of ours and one book that we definitely wanted to bring to y'all because it's an area I think everyone could use a little assistance Mm -hmm. in I needed a lot of assistance in she was reading me (laughs) I was not reading the book she was reading me so (laughs) and what's funny about it is um you know, you think that you have this particular self-care practice in place, mm-hmm. but you pick up this book and it's like, oh, wait, everything that I ever <laughs> thought that I knew about this nah. is not <laughs> necessarily the healthiest or best yeah. methods for, um, you know, communicating this. Mm-hmm. And the book is called Set Boundaries. Um, the author is Netra Glover Tawab. Mm-hmm. And um, she's actually a therapist. So, you know, grounded in a lot of research, yes. um, grounded in a therapeutical um, practice and framework, um, taking all of those things into consideration to really help you learn what boundaries are, how to set them. Um, and then, you know, really good techniques mm-hmm. to implement them. Um, so before we dive in, I wanted to pose a question to you. Okay. Um, before open cracking, cracking open the book, what did you think boundaries were? You know, I think before I came into really getting a good understanding from this book, I think if I just heard the word boundaries, I would just assume it's like really more physical than Mm, anything. Like I never really looked at it from kind of the everyday standpoint that mm-hmm. she brought it in. Like there's so many, and we're talking about it. There's so many different types of boundaries. I would always just think like more physical, like, Hey, I'm going to bed at 10 30. Don't call me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like, I don't like people in my personal space. If I don't know you, like don't right. touch me, stuff like right. that. So I never really truly looked at myself and my life and my relationships and said, Hey, there's places where I could be having boundaries and maybe just aren't. Right. So yeah, I had a very, I guess, surface definition of boundary. (laughs) That's a good question though. That's a good question. (laughs) What about you? Um, I know for myself, my, you, as you all know, I'm in therapy. Um, my therapist works a lot on me, works with me a lot on setting boundaries for myself, just around time management and, you know, the things that I want to achieve or get done and things like that. Um, but aside from that, <laughs> to be honest, when I thought about boundaries with other people, it would make me feel a little uncomfortable yeah. because, yeah. you know, I'm a recovering people pleaser. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the idea of boundaries being set in place was like, oh, no, like this. Um, if I tell people no or what have you, like that means that's rude or yeah. that's mean. Yeah. Um, which is not the case at all. Right. You know, which is not the case at all. Yeah. 
So let's get an expert's <laughs> definition. I mean, you know, we we definitely came with a start, but let's get a true, like, concise definition mm-hmm. of what boundaries are from our author. So she says that boundaries are expectations and needs that help you feel safe and comfortable in your relationships. It's just as simple as that. Yeah. It, it really is. Interesting. And- Interesting. <laughs> because... When you frame it like that, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, that's not bad at all. Yeah. That's not mean. Like, right. You want your relationships to be healthy and to thrive mm-hmm. and to grow and to work. Like, mm-hmm. oh, OK. Boundaries are necessary. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things in this first chapter that really stood out to me is kind of the initial feelings when you initially set a boundary, especially when you're not used to it. Right. And when you're not doing it, perhaps in the most effective way. So I know for me, and I literally, I wrote this down. <laughs> Some people like to mark in books. I don't know why I'm weird about that. Um, I, yeah, like, and I love that. <laughs> but like, I don't know why I can't do that. So That's I got right. like notes. <laughs> so excuse me if I'm getting real like technolo- technological with my notes. <laughs> but one of the things that I really wrote down initially was um, the concept of fear Ooh. When it comes to boundaries, and it's actually on page Bruh. seventeen. I, I remember know. I know <laughs> like, where you're going because she said fear is not fact. Right? Fear is not fact. <laughs> fear is not rooted in fact. So, in a in a sense, like you can't you can't operate in what's tangible. And also, like, be completely operating in fear. Yeah. It just doesn't happen because so much of what you're afraid of isn't based off of fact. For example, how you were afraid that you'll be considered mean or rude. Or for me, I would always be concerned about, like, well, what would the relationship be like after setting boundaries? Like, this person not want to be my friend or, you Mm. know, not want to talk to me if it's a family member or something. All of that is just fear. It's yeah, not fact. Nothing has happened yet. <laughs> exactly. Nothing so you can't, yet. you can't operate based off of like just fear in your head. Mm-hmm. It's, it just is so important to, number one, stick up for yourself, which is, again, what boundaries are, like making yourself comfortable in this relationship. Um, but two, like give that other person a chance. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if, if this is a... A close family member, if this is a relationship, if this is a friendship, give that person the opportunity to like respond in mm-hmm. a way that values your friendship right. and values, you know, who you are. Right. Right. Yeah. So like they if they want you to be comfortable, like I'm assuming they wouldn't just immediately just shut down just shut and be like, yeah, off. you know what? We're not going to, you know, be in a relationship anymore. We're not going <laughs> to talk anymore. Like, give them that opportunity. So, yeah, I really, really, really enjoy kind of reading about that because I think that's something that is present in a lot of places in this book. Oh, yeah. Fear, right? Oh, yeah. Like, the fear of how to say it mm-hmm. or the fear of somebody not accepting and responding positively to your boundaries. Right. She already came out the gate. (laughs) Swinging. Like, y'all need to just get this book. Side note, like, I promise you, it's going to, like, sit you down and and read you. Honestly, I don't know how else to say it. Like, it's really just going to 
put so many things into perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that, with initially setting boundaries, kind of like what are some of good strategies that we can implement to set boundaries? Um, I think one thing that the book definitely makes clear is communing. Com- mm. <laughs> I think one thing the book definitely makes clear is communicating your mm-hmm. boundaries up front um, and clearly mm-hmm. um, kind of take an inventory. You want to read the room, right? Like mm-hmm. you don't want to bring in, in some cases, it's appropriate to bring up the boundary right there in the moment. Um, and then sometimes you can kind of feel it out and be like, maybe this is a conversation for later. Um, just figuring out when it's when when the appropriate time is to um have the necessary conversation. Yeah. Um, for whatever the case may be. So I know in the beginning you had said you thought boundaries were like very physical as, mm-hmm. as far as like a hug or whatever. Like maybe if you're in a public setting and a friend come, runs up to you and like tries to give you a hug or whatever, but you don't want to cause a scene mm-hmm. like you know, maybe later on in the week when you all are debriefing or kind of catching up or what have you, you bring it up then. Yeah. Um, but if it's almost like debilitating to the point where you're uncomfortable and it's you can't even go through the rest of the evening or the yeah. day or what have you, um, then it would be appropriate to bring it up right then and there in that yeah. moment. Um, so really take an inventory to see when the appropriate time is to have the necessary conversation um, communicating it clearly, mm. you know, not giving any background stories about, you know, trying to explain the boundary that's in place, mm. um, which, oh gosh. That was tough for me. <laughs> like, I, when I read that, I was like, ooh, I definitely do that a lot. Yeah. Like, it's, I don't know, to me, it's always important that, like, people see the intention behind mm-hmm. what I'm doing. So like, okay, well, if I explain and probably over explain, like yeah. they can see that I don't have any bad intentions with it, but this is something I need. And she was like, nah, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> yourself, you know what I mean? Like you can like, no, it reminded me of when the, the saying of like, no is a complete sentence. Yeah, like no, you don't have to sentence. go into any more detail if you don't want to, if you mm-hmm. want to, and you feel like, you know, it could help with the, Rapport, sure, but like you don't have to do that to effectively set a boundary and effectively communicate a boundary. Right. So, yeah, that was a good one for me. (laughs) So getting into the topic of boundaries, there's a chapter at the beginning of the book where she lists out some of the ways that you can recognize that you even need to have. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Boundaries or stronger boundaries (laughs) or more boundaries, whatever it is. Yes. So... That was really interesting. I want to talk about some of those. Yeah. Um, Specifically for me, the one that really stuck out was you feel burned out. Ooh. (laughs) Yes. And I feel like I've always looked at burnout as like a failure of what I'm not doing. Ooh. You know? And (laughs) wait. In a sense, it is, but it's it's not, oh, I'm not, you know. I need to be doing more. I'm not doing enough with my business. I'm not doing enough with my friendships. It's not really that. It's I'm not setting enough boundaries or I'm not setting enough effective boundaries in all aspects of my life. Work, personal, like self-care, like all of that. 
So that really just stuck out to me because I'm like, well, I definitely be burned out. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and I never really looked at it as like, oh, do I need some boundaries? Yeah, like yeah. it's in a sense, it's like I need to add things. I always thought, okay, well, Ooh. I need to take stuff away, Girl. right? You know, yes. <laughs> I always thought, okay, well, I'm burned <laughs> out. Let me, you know, cut this out or not do this or not go here. When in reality, I yeah, need to add things. That. Yeah, yeah, I need to add things, but I need to add boundaries. Yes. Mm. <laughs> that segues like perfectly into. Um, you know, that same chapter when she's talking about or that section rather in the book where she's talking about how you may recognize you might need boundaries. Mm-hmm. Oh, for me, it was like you said, reading me for filth. Like, <laughs> um, feeling overextended and overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to think, you know, burnout could only happen in the workplace. Like yeah. when your job's taking advantage of you. But sometimes I burn my own self out. Mm. I'm trying to be everywhere all the time for everybody. You know, uh, this summer was very busy for me. It was really (laughs) it was fun. Like I got to see a lot of people. I got to do a lot of things. But um, I found myself frustrated. Like, I wish I just had more time. Mm -hmm. I wish I just had more time. Like Mm -hmm. that's something that I was constantly repeating over and over. Yeah. Um, and in reality, you can't add five more days to, or hours to a 24, you know, hour day. You no. can't add five more days to the week. You have yeah. what you have to work with. Um, and I think one big boundary that I needed to set in place and I'm practicing on mm-hmm. trying to set in place is just saying no. Yeah. Like, saying no or declining invites to things, even if it's the things that like I really want to do that sound Mm -hmm. really fun. Um, But it's like, girl, you complaining that you don't have no time and you're exhausted. Granted, these are things that you enjoy, people you enjoy spending time with, but you're never going to be able to create more time. You're going to have to take some things off your plate and get you situated first. Like, make sure you're sleeping enough. Mm-hmm. Make sure you have time for three square meals throughout the day mm. um, and everything like that. So, yeah, feeling overextended and overwhelmed are two big red flags. It's mm-hmm. like, Skirt! yeah, all right, <laughs> pump the brakes. Seriously, <laughs> like reconsider. Obviously something. needs some boundaries in place here. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, some of the other things she said as signs that you may need to either set boundaries or set more effective boundaries were. Um, if you feel resentful Ooh. when people ask you for help, <laughs> if Yo. you avoid phone calls <laughs> or texts and interactions with people who may ask for help, as me. <laughs> when she said, if you don't feel utter joy for lending your help, lending mm-hmm. a helping hand or what have you, like, it needs to be a no. Period. Yeah. It needs to be a no. Yeah. Like if you're resenting or you're rolling your eyes, you're like, damn, mm-hmm. like, I don't really. I told so-and-so I would help him move, but now I don't feel it. Like you shouldn't show up. You Honestly. You sh- one, you shouldn't show up with that energy. Yeah. yeah. And two, you obviously need some downtime or some mm-hmm. rest. So my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> no, she, I'm telling y'all, like she gets straight to it. Um, just all things. I'm again, if you guys are feeling any sort of these signs or, you know, similar emotions, like that's really a sign of just, hey, let's just take a step back. Like, let's start to evaluate basically like how many gates 
do I have open yeah. <laughs> for everybody to just come in and out? Taking like, inventory, you right? know, like, literally taking literally. inventory, seeing how much bandwidth and capacity yeah. that you have. Um, and like Shani said, if you communicate to a friend or a family member that you can't show up um, in a particular way, and you know, don't try to predict that they're going to be mad, yeah. upset, not talk to you. Some people respond well. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, cool. Like, Understand I'll see it. you next time. Yeah. You know, not a big deal. You. Exactly. Um, but we will get to some of the not so yes. good responses that yes. make me literally like cringe. Yeah, <laughs> right. No, for real. <laughs> yeah. So once you recognize that you need a boundary, you know, you feel those signs, whether it's resentment, overwhelmed, being overextended, burnt out you know, feeling like I just need more time for myself. Mm -hmm. Like, Lord, where am I going to get the time? (laughs) Um, After you kind of recognize that, it's important to, you know, then say, all right, looks like there's a boundary that needs to be in in place. How do I then like communicate this? How do I set it? How do I like communicate it effectively? Yes. Um, And I think one of the first things that the author talks about is just being very clear. you know, stating that boundary, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is. Being direct, don't, you know, tiptoe around trying to like avoid saying it direct. That'd be me, bro. And yeah. sometimes I'll just like, I was like, hey, um, yeah, so I'm if you don't drop in circles, like just no, we, we have to get <laughs> like, and that's why I tell myself, like, we have to get to the point, bro. Like, honestly, um, I know for me, one of the ways that I do that is actually by writing it down first. Mm, that's good. Because I will definitely like, again, I'll tiptoe or like say 10 words when I really only need to say four, you know? Right. So if I write it down, I can be like, all right, we don't really need to say that. Yeah. This is the meat of the, the issue. Yeah. This is that's what I so need good. to say. Yeah. So that's so good. That's um very, very helpful. Um, The next one is literally directly stating what you need or directly saying no because (laughs) (laughs) and for a lot of people I think that for a lot of people sometimes we go into relationships especially close relationships Mm -hmm. and kind of assume that people are going to know what we want based off of actions the assumptions right Nobody's a mind reader. They're not. They're not. (laughs) No matter how long, you know what I mean? Like it can be your sister. Y'all done grew up together. Right. Almost all your life. She's still not going to be able to read your mind just because they know you, you know, so well, y'all spent so much time together. Y'all been in this, whatever relationship it is for years, they don't know how to read your mind. So going off of actions instead of just saying it is the wrong way because I'm over here gagged because (laughs) even if so-and-so you think that they know you so well to be able to read your mind, boundaries are new. Exactly. Something new. So they may be falling into a pattern that Mm -hmm. y'all have been used to falling into Mm -hmm. for so long. That's a good point. But now you recognize that you need a boundary um, and you don't communicate that. Right. Like they just going to keep carrying on. Yeah. Stepping all over your life. <laughs> <laughs> Say it though. For Stepping real. Stepping all over your life. 
life like they have been. Meanwhile, you're trying to implement a new system so that things can be healthier and better moving forward. Yeah. No, it has to be. It has to be direct. I know it's not comfortable, but it has to be direct. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, man. You're exactly right. Being clear, direct, no skirting around it or whatever the case may be um, is important. And the third step um, that, you know, Nedra gave us was to deal with the discomfort. Mm. You know, I think my big thing around avoiding setting boundaries was just that. I mean, you see it physically in my yeah, body right now. Literally like, like discomfort, right? <laughs> trying like, to protect herself. Um, but something she had said like way earlier in the book is, would you rather deal with this temporary small discomfort mm. or this lifelong or however long the duration of the relationship is yes. and you plan for it to be like the discomfort the like throughout the entire relationship? And yeah. I was like, dang, you're right. That's like, a good point. You can rip the bandaid off, have the hard conversation. Mm-hmm. See how they respond. Mm-hmm. Like, going right. right back to that. They right. can respond really well. Um, it don't even got to be no big thing or, yeah. you know, falling out or what have you. Um, but, you know, sometimes things go a little less. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes people don't respond yes. so well. Um, and that's just one of the things that comes with setting boundaries. Like, mm-hmm. feels unfortunate, but it's okay. Yeah, it's exactly. Okay. Exactly. So speaking of those unsavory feelings that <laughs> we're even getting by just Such a talking show. about it, right? <laughs> Let's talk about some of the different ways that people are going to respond. And mm-hmm. spoiler alert. <laughs> There's about one or two positive ways, but yeah. then we also have to talk about some of the negative ways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so I would love to talk about limit testing. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Where essentially you set a boundary, you set a line, and they try to see, all right, well, what happened if I just put one little just, toe? You know, just push it a little bit. Okay, she didn't say nothing about the toe. All right. And set my foot down over the line. She ain't saying nothing about that. What line? It's gonna get to the point where it's like there is no boundary. No boundary there's no boundary it's because not you continue to there. There's some people who continue to just test it. Yeah, like hey, Jackie, I can't help you move this weekend. And Jackie like, well, says, what about, "Well, what about next weekend? Right? Or how about you just stop what you was doing and you can come afterwards? Yeah. Limit mm-hmm. testing." It's not healthy. It's, yeah. it's not something that you should you should give into. You shouldn't be negotiating mm-hmm. your boundary. Once it's set, it's clear, concise, set it. Yeah, that's it. I think one way that a person can respond not so great to a boundary being set is like defensiveness. Mm. And instead of recognizing it's about you and some time that you need to take or, you know, something you have to take off your plate or take a step back. Like they just make it personal. Yeah. Like, oh, you don't want to help me. Yeah. You you <laughs> always help me. You're always the one to help me. What Ooh. changed now? Like what? You think you're better? Like, mm. and it's like, what, bro? Like I need rest. Yeah, like, exactly. It, it really doesn't have anything to do with you as a person. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more something that has to do with me and my needs. Yeah. Um, but some people can get like really defensive, especially if that boundary hasn't been in place to mm-hmm. date. 
Right. Um, or maybe this is the first time that you're telling them, no, no, I can't show up. No, I can't help. Like, mm-hmm. no, I won't be there. Um, defensiveness is like a big one mm. that, yeah, people can respond. Not so great. Yeah. Yeah. Another way that people can respond to a boundary is by rationalizing and questioning it. So mm-hmm. that kind of looks like, well, I would help you move if mm-hmm. the situation was reversed or, you know, let's rationalize a way to basically let's rationalize a way for me to get what I want and Ooh, just yeah. ignore the boundary that you're saying that you that you need. Right. <laughs> um, and one of the things that really stood out to me in the paragraph about this was that you don't you should not apologize for stating a need yeah. or a boundary right and I feel like I do that a lot I yeah. try to like soften the blow by like oh I'm sorry like so sorry I say that a lot <laughs> but you don't have to apologize for that like if I if I truly need rest and I can't help somebody move I I don't have to apologize for yeah. needing rest I don't right. have to apologize for being human so I remember one of the ways that she mentioned the kind of like counteract rationalizing is to not go back and forth. It's not yeah. really a de- debate, yeah, not you know? This. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a debate. This isn't a, oh, let's come to a compromise. This is, hey, I'm saying I cannot. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate, you know, you listening and accepting that. Right. Um, so at the end of the day, y'all, we're still getting so many gems from this book. We're still in the middle of our book club mm-hmm. sessions, reading, analyzing, doing our journal work yeah. around this. So we have more to learn. Yeah. You know, and, and it's going to take time to implement it. Yeah. In the practice. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, um, once we recognize boundaries are not mean, they're not rude. It's really something when you put it in context, it's for the sake of the relationship that you have with people and mm-hmm. wanting a healthy relationship, wanting safety around the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it better frames it to where you're like, all right, I think I can work on this. Um, yeah. cause if you want relationships that have longevity, that are healthy, that are happy, um, it involves, you know, setting boundaries. It's not mean, you know, it's for you and, you know, the other person mm-hmm. or people to be able to thrive and and yeah, be better. Yeah. And I love that too, because not only is it valuable to cherish the relationship with others, but it's valuable to cherish your relationship with yourself. I love that. Yo. <laughs> you said a word because if you're not showing up, you're never gonna be able to show up for other people. Mm-hmm. If you're not showing up for yourself, like if you're burnt out, if you're resentful, if, you know, whatever the case may be, like you're not going to be able to be the best sister, friend, Mm -hmm. wife, uh, daughter, you know, what have you um, in relationships with other people. So, you know what they say when you get on the plane, you got to secure your mask first. Exactly. So that then you can go on to help other people or what have you. Yes. Um, so yeah, definitely about taking care of self better so that mm. you can, you know, have healthy. You can thrive, man. Yeah. Honestly. So to wrap up this episode, y'all, we want to take a page out of literally the first sentence of the introduction. That shows just how great this book is. Because yeah. we ain't even make it to the full content 
of the book before <laughs> we getting the intro. You like, know, like a great mocha message. And it is that boundaries will set you free. Okay. Mic drop. <laughs> right there. That's it. Set them boundaries, y'all. And if you have boundaries and you're noticing that they're a little weak, they could be, you know, better fortified, fix them. Like be like show up for yourself. Mm-hmm. And in, in turn, you're showing up for your relationships with other people. That's it. That's, That's it. That's where now. we leave y'all. <laughs> like y'all know, like, share, yes. subscribe. Um, all that good stuff. Hit the bell for the notifications yes. so you know when we're up. And of course. Yeah. With that, we'll we'll see y'all next time. Next episode. Peace. <laughs>